Hi, this is Chris Heineken, CEO of Atrium, bringing you interviews with a diverse mix of industry and technology leaders. With our Inside Track interview series, we invite different thought leaders to discuss their expertise around modernizing technical platforms and being more data-driven, especially in an age where corporate winners and losers are defined by customer experience. Joining me today is Peter McDonald, the head of strategic partnerships at Snowflake. Peter, you have been a big part of helping support Atrium and our relationship and getting that going. And uh, so thank you for working with us and welcome. Thanks. It's great to be here, Chris. And I'll get us started because I imagine um, the folks that are watching this have a lot in mind, a lot of questions about the whole landscape and how Snowflake is fitting in. And so one of the things that brought us together as far as the relationship between our companies is this whole transformation that's going on around analytics and moving data platforms and modernizing data platforms. And uh, Snowflake really comes top of mind to many in the market. And I'm curious over the last few years, what are, what are some of the trends that you've observed around analytics and data platforms? It'd be great for you to share that. Yeah, I think I'd probably want to highlight three things, three key trends. Um, one uh, is the acceleration in the move to the cloud. And that's driven by uh, an increasing recognition of a number of data cloud benefits. And we do believe that there's what's emerging here very quickly. It's not just use of platforms in the cloud, but a full data cloud, which is platforms, complementary services, and, and data, most importantly. Um, you know, there are, I think, you know, a number of key points to highlight in some of these um, advantages and benefits of the data cloud. The first of all is just straight up performance gains. What you can do with the, the elasticity and unlimited storage and performance and, and compute in the cloud um, is a lot more than what you can get in, in on-prem systems. Um, the second thing is that these new cloud native systems can also deliver a bunch of features and benefits that you're not gonna be able to get with existing legacy technology on-premise. Uh, and that and then op opens up additional use cases. Sometimes those use cases are driven by these new features. Sometimes they're driven purely by, frankly, more capabilities and performance. Um, and then the last thing I would note is that what's also very interesting what's driving this migration very quickly is that you're getting all these things in generally spending less money than what you've been doing with on-prem systems. So in that kind of combination of, of benefits and cost reductions driving, you know, really toward adoption at this point, of, of people moving into the data cloud. So that, that I think is the first key trend. Um, the, the second point I would make is we're seeing a lot more interest in machine learning. Um, and, and that's because once you have your, your platform and you've moved into the data cloud, you can then say what you wanna do next. Um, you can then bring in a lot more data. That's bringing in all your first party data and a lot of third party data as well, or, or second party data from partners, if you will. Um, and that can produce some really great machine learning models. And you're seeing also next generation machine learning tools coming out, taking advantage of what can be done in the cloud. So I think that that ML, that trend toward ML, um, we've been talking about it for some time, but you're now seeing a lot of adoption. And the technology vendors, Snowflake and our ML partners, are making very quick um, advancements and features to make it easier for our customers, more impactful. Um, the third thing I would focus is, is a lot of what's happening with analytics is focusing on understanding the customer better, uh, particularly in these rapidly changing times of the pandemic. 
Um, it has not been business as usual uh, for almost all companies out there and organizations. And leveraging data to take advantage of getting the insights that these companies desperately need to understand where the revenue is going to come from, what's happening with their customers is very important. That's great. So three big trends there. It sounds like movement to cloud, machine learning is uh, incrementing up on people's interest level. And then this whole notion of what's the disruptive change that's happening around um, you know, COVID and the pandemic, how that's really creating a premium around some analytics and descriptive analytics to figure out what's going on, right, to operationalize around that. So those are some great Absolutely. takeaways. I wonder if we could just drill in on the machine learning side specifically. And, and you know, we spend a lot of time in the prediction space. And um, any more comment there as far as the trends you're seeing around predictions and how Snowflake as a platform is helping support that, uh, that ambition in the marketplace, like maybe different platform partners you're working with or just any other you know, information you can provide there would be great. Sure. So I think, Chris, like you mentioned, we, we absolutely do see move from what we call descriptive analytics, which is you know, what has happened, in, in some cases, why, to predictive analytics. And that's where these machine learning based insights really come in. Uh, and I think importantly, to deliver the, these insights that have the impact, those insights need to be delivered to business users and not just data scientists that create the models and, and help create those insights themselves. Um, uh, I'd say, you know, it, it starts with um, the use cases um, and business questions that are most important to the business users and the organizations. Um, what do they want to get predictions on? Uh, and then the data scientists can then go out and gather the data and build the models to drive those predictions. Or in the case of AutoML, create the data, put up to an AutoML platform and make that happen. Um, we're working with a number of almost really all the, the leading machine learning platforms out there right now uh, to enable that and to tightly integrate uh, our capabilities as a, as a cloud data platform and the data cloud with them. And again, we view the data cloud being inclusive of all of our technology and service partners like Atrium uh, to deliver these insights. So, you know, we had a bunch of good announcements just uh, a week or two ago with uh, uh, Amazon, uh, with Amazon SageMaker during the machine learning keynote that I think was very important. Um, we also, of course, well, we, did, we, we announced that same week uh, an investment commercial partnership with DataRobot. And we have very, very close partnerships with other vendors like DataIQ, H2O, um, Alteryx and others as well that we're working on. Fantastic. Thanks for highlighting that. Um, you mentioned a little bit about use cases. I want to probe there a little bit. So if you think about it from an industry lens, any industries that are jumping out to you that are, you know, more on the adoption, higher up the adoption curve, either as it relates to your platform or what you're seeing with machine learning, any industries that jump? Yeah, I, I think there, there are some industries and also some other, I'd say, horizontal use cases as well. Yeah. Uh, and again, I think one of the, the areas where we come into play as Snowflake is, is first of all, we, we're, we're, we are that single source of data, that single source of truth with some really powerful capabilities that we, we can underpin getting the data ready for machine learning. But importantly, we're also the conduit for which, through which these insights will be delivered to the, the stakeholders. So, you know, Snowflake needs to be able to either have the data inside us, the insights inside of us, or we can call out to these machine learning systems and get those, that, uh, those insights as well. Um, you know, some of the things that we, we think uh, are very interesting, we see a lot of customers looking at are things like, how about getting true holistic customer 360? 
Um, that's been talked about for some time. Um, but, but I think if you go back even just a couple of years ago, um, it's been lacking on a lot of key dimensions. I think now with the breadth of data we have available to us, along with the platforms that we now have in place, we can make that a reality. Um, on a related but different uh, space are what about things like account elite scoring um, yeah. as well, um, which is very, very important talking about how are you gonna focus your resources to get that revenue. Um, and we are seeing adoption in, in many other spaces too. But I didn't think those are um, in, in a lot of different verticals. It's not really just one or two. I, I will say some industries are uh, more leaders in technology adoption than others, but we're seeing the adoption of cloud analytics going across many, many industries at this point. I see. So it's not like there's you know, a big move in financial services is you know, top vertical that you're seeing traction with. It sounds like it's kind of holistically across the board every vertical is interested in this space. I, I think you will see some differentiation. Certainly data intensive industries like financial services yeah. are, are, you know, have led the way. Um, and in some cases they're leading the way as well with, um, uh, with machine learning. Um, but you're also seeing that with life sciences, media entertainment, um, we're now seeing manufacturing come on board. You know, uh, one of our most interesting use cases is of a, you know, uh, computer um, uh, board in semiconductor manufacturer, what they're doing with IoT and, and uh, manufacturing. So you're, you're the, the recognition that was maybe in financial services going back two, three years ago with some of the leaders there, I think is now much more broadly dispersed. Okay. Um, but you still see concentrations in certain verticals versus others. And you hit a little bit on kind of the, the functional area use cases. I mean, we spend a lot of our time in the CRM space, anything around sales, service, marketing, the mid office. So, you know, our, our really high traffic areas for use cases or anything around, you mentioned lead scoring. So anything customer acquisition related, anything customer retention uh, oriented or anything that's around predictive forecasting, those among many tend to be what's really popular, especially around predictions and predictive analytics. Yeah. I'm curious as you, as you look at, the business problems that Snowflake is solving. Does any function stick out to you? Is it more front office solves like what I just described or is it more supply chain, logistics, finance, HR, any other kind of, uh, I guess, business domain or function area patterns that really jump out to you? You know, we're, we're honestly seeing adoption in all those areas. Uh, and in some cases, you're, you know, looking at finance or the back office, it's, hey, listen, I'm having trouble running my reports, I have these delays with my on-premise systems, or I'm coming up with a very expensive renewal. Now's the time for me to think about making a migration to the cloud um, versus other folks maybe in sales are saying, hey, listen, I'm really not doing lead scoring and doing it well now. Um, I want to take advantage of some new solutions out there like you know, ML-based forecasting. Um, and so that, you know, the drivers may be a bit different versus kind of a renewal of an on-prem solution and being able to save money and get a better platform by moving to cloud versus looking for these next-gen capabilities. When you come back to customer 360, can you bring in all the, as we call it, semi-structured data, what's happening out there on the web with web analytics and so forth and bring that in and make, uh, drive insights from that. Um, I, I think, you know, Disney Plus spoke at our recent Data Cloud Summit and talked about how they were able to grow, you know, to tens of millions of users without increasing the administration at all needed. And getting those insights was critically important for them to be able to announce to the street when they're reaching certain milestones and getting insights into their users 
to plan their next generation of content. Um, so a lot of very interesting different use cases across, I'd say most parts of the organization. All right, thank you, Peter. Um, let, me, let me transition topics a little bit. You are head of partnership. So two really come to mind for us. You mentioned already that you had a big announcement around Amazon and SageMaker and we got reInvent that uh, is either going on or will be concluding very shortly. And then also you've done a lot with the Salesforce team. Maybe just expand on your, your thought process around relationships you're building and what you're excited about with those relationships and what they mean for your customers down the road. Yeah, thanks, Chris. I, I think when you look at both of these partnerships and both of these companies um, and Snowflake as well, as the great thing is that we all start by looking at the customers and working back from there. You know, what are their pain points? What are their desires? What do they want to do? And then how can we deliver solutions to, to meet those needs? The, the Salesforce partnership with Snowflake, I think the thing that probably gets the most publicity is the investment that Salesforce has in Snowflake. But the reality is, is that what drove that and what, what had to happen before we would even take the money, we didn't need more money, though we're obviously happy to partner with Salesforce is saying, listen, how can we actually partner together? Um, and when um, Mark Benioff approached our CEO, Frank Slootman, and said, hey, listen, when I look at the top destinations that my own customers are bringing Salesforce data, you're there. Um, and so what can we do together? Because they've got a bunch of great uh, a bunch of great data assets and a bunch of great analytic assets, but they don't have the platform that we do. And there's that natural synergy between the companies. And so we started with looking at how do we do that? And, and the good thing is that we have a, an approach that's looking at not just, you know, the current release of the current connector. We have another connector release coming out and we're thinking about the next phase of the partnership as well, all keyed off of solving customer problems in specific use cases. And so you'll see a lot more from us with that. Um, and that will also end up driving a lot more collaboration directly with the field, the Salesforce field, as we're able to kind of broaden what we're doing as far as solving those customer pain points. I think the relationship with AWS has, has progressed tremendously since I, I've been here over the last two years. Um, you know, as um, Andy Jassy mentioned during a bunch of interviews around and, and during um, some of the, the keynotes as well, you know, Snowflake is a very important partner of AWS. And they view making Snowflake just as successful as their own first-party products to be important. That's kind of their, their overall partner approach being a platform, along with having their first-party products. Um, what that has meant for us is we're now collaborating a lot more with the AWS field. And there are certain programs in place regarding compensation and other programs to help with that. Um, but also importantly, integrating our products better together. Um, and so, you know, our goal is to be able to approach a customer and say, listen, if you want a solution, whatever your use case is, here's a holistic solution that you, you, you need. And it can include Snowflake, a variety of AWS first party services, and also other products. It could include the Salesforce Connector, for example, as, you know, an easy and unique way to get data into Snowflake uh, or other tools as appropriate. So we want to give customers that choice but they need to know that when they buy from Snowflake and they buy from AWS and Salesforce, that everything will work together very well and they will truly be able to get a best of breed solution. Thank you for um, the comments on both of those fronts. Just zooming out a little bit on that, Peter. Um, any thoughts on what the partner roadmap looks like as we get into next year? Is it you know, some of the things that come to mind for me? I, I got to imagine you have tons of interest from all kinds of different technology players or systems integrators, consulting businesses. 
Any thoughts you can share about your mindset towards partnering as you get into 2021 and beyond? Sure. Well, first of all, I know that we formally launched the Snowflake Partner Network uh, this past June, uh, and that has now grown to over 1,000 different partners. So partnering for us is, is a core part of how we deliver an ecosystem that has an impact for our customers, and we'll continue to make very significant investments in that. Um, including both on the product side as well as other aspects as far as how to go to market together with our partners. Um, you know, looking at uh, two of the partners that you mentioned before, AWS and Salesforce, um, we, we do have some, some near-term uh, products that are coming out uh, hopefully next quarter that should make a difference um, that are not public. Um, one of them from Salesforce is called the SyncOut Connector. Um, the Output Connector that shipped uh, a couple months ago from Salesforce um, was a great first step in helping get data more easily with clicks, not code, out of Salesforce and in, into Snowflake. Um, the SyncOut Connector will be able to do that, but bringing those full objects directly from Salesforce into Snowflake on a more regular basis. Um, and then we'll handle the transformation inside of Snowflake. With, and that'll include incremental data loads and CDC and things like that. So we're, we're very excited about that. Um, that's supposed to ship in the, the spring um, uh, time frame, this, the spring release for Salesforce, which is actually kind of a late winter time frame, hopefully. Um, the other thing um, that, that I'm excited about in this space and machine learning in particular, as you mentioned, uh, we, we announced at uh, reInvent some new integrations with SageMaker, both in terms of working with SageMaker Data Wrangler, which is their new data prep offering. And I think we're the only non-BI partner to have integrations with SageMaker's Autopilot, which is their auto ML capability. Um, and so when you talk, talk about wanting to bring some of those insights out, that'll be very important. We also have the ability to go ahead and call from Snowflake out to Sage, a SageMaker endpoint with our external functions capability, and then bring those insights back into the BI results that we'll send up to a Tableau or another BI partner. Um, so there's a lot of very exciting things there. Those are just two in Q1. Um, we'll look to move forward then um, with all these partners and say, what's next? What's the next phase? And there are very active discussions right now with Salesforce and thinking about what do we want to do next? How can we better solve customer problems? What internal POCs are we running? Uh, things like that. Um, it's important to understand Snowflake also consumes a lot of these services ourselves. So we have our own integrations with Salesforce today. We are doing our own use cases with things like um, uh, account and lead scoring. How do we make that easier for our customers to do that out of the box, uh, along with a bunch of other use cases? These are some of the things we're looking at, um, and stay tuned for announcements later next year. Thank you, Peter. One more question for you. I love uh, I love to pose this to all the folks that that join uh, this interview series. It's really a question around how do you set yourself up for success in this you know new data driven world. Any uh, any advice from you as you look at Snowflake customers, um, as far as uh, what's what's the most important you know like first step to be considering to set yourself up for success? I think that's a great question because there's certainly a lot out there that companies can do. Um, what we hear most frequently from our customers and from our service partners like Atrium is the first thing you need to do is you need to move the analytics platform, even if just for existing workloads, to the cloud. Once you're in the cloud, you can then say, what do I want to do as far as taking on use cases, new workloads, and what are some of the new tools I can add on top of that? So uh, a lot of folks talk about machine learning, but until you really have that robust platform in place that makes it easy to do uh, you know, data prep and data management, 
um, that can then lead to feature engineering, um, you need to get that core platform in place first. So I'd say existing workloads to the cloud first, then you can step back and say, where do we want to go from there? That may lead to machine learning as your next step, or it may lead to marketing analytics or customer 360. Um, but there are a lot of interesting use cases you can follow once you make that initial step. It's great advice. Well, Peter, I want to say uh, congrats to you and the Snowflake team. You've hit some incredible milestones over the last few quarters. I mean, we see it um, every day in the customers we're working with where Snowflake is a big part of our our mindset and we, we see it in the architectures where we're working together um, and the frequency of that. And then obviously there's all the milestones that you've hit as far as getting the IPO in place and all the momentum in the market. So big congrats to you and the team. We're excited to see what uh, what kind of results you produce in the next year for your customers and for all of us and your partners. And thank you for joining us. Well, thank you, Chris. I have to say having special service providers like Atrium deliver some compelling offerings to the market um, and really solving key customer problems is what it's all about. Uh, and it takes an ecosystem to deliver the data cloud and we're committed to doing that now and moving forward. Perfect. Thank you, Peter. We hope you enjoyed our conversation and you can learn more about Atrium at atrium.ai.